If you have been sent this video by somebody who is a Christian friend or maybe they've shared it on their social media, then you may have heard that person use the word gospel a lot. The word gospel simply means good news and for many, good news has been in short supply over the last couple of years. You only have to turn on the TV or browse a news website, go on social media, pick up a newspaper to instead receive a steady flow of the opposite kind of news. Bad, depressing news. And for many, the lockdowns have meant not seeing loved ones. It's meant not being around friends and colleagues. And for some, the last couple of years has brought ill health, sickness, and even the loss of loved ones. An economic downturn brings about worry and a loss of jobs, but yet Christmas symbolizes something different for Christians. It's the time of the year where we celebrate the birth of good news. The birth of our eternal hope in and through our Lord Jesus. Many will be familiar with the story of this little baby born in a manger, born in Bethlehem, the wise men, the frankincense and myrrh. It's quite likely that you have received lots of Christmas cards this year with images of these scenes that are sitting at home on your mantelpiece right now and yet it is possible that you may have missed something that is sat there staring you right in the face. To know of the Christmas story but to not know Christ is like going to watch a football match and to completely miss the point that you're supposed to be following the ball. Not sitting there looking at the fans, the manager, the floodlights or the stewards. The whole point of Christmas, the whole point of this video and even our entire lives is to have our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. The birth of this baby that we celebrate at Christmas is the birth of our Saviour and I want to, as clearly as I can, tell you why this arrival into the world is the greatest news that you will ever hear. But for me to convince you of this, I need to firstly make sure that we understand fully the bad news. We mentioned, didn't we, just a few moments ago, all of this bad news in our world and yet in amongst all of this bad news is worse news yet. That we, as a human race, have turned our backs on our Creator. That we are a people that do not recognise God, the Creator of this universe, and that we fail to worship Him and to love Him like He deserves, but instead have built lives that have many things placed as more important than our holy God. In the Bible, this is described as idolatry and is a sin and something that I am sure that we can all agree that we are guilty of. It's because our human hearts are bent away from God and we can see this clearly if we've ever been around children for any length of time. I'm sure that you can testify that none of you have ever taught your children to be naughty. It just happens, doesn't it? 
We then spend the next however many years trying to help them become aware of right and wrong and to help them by correcting them and showing them a better way. But the Bible doesn't just teach us that we are a little bit naughty, but instead that we have all sinned against a holy and righteous God. We can be prideful, we have lied, we have all stolen something, we have sinned and have witnesses in our friends and family that know this to be true and that's not to mention the secret sins of our hearts that we do our best to keep locked away and yet we have a God that knows it all. We have all been found short and are guilty in the eyes of a holy God. And that's really bad news, isn't it? But God does not just leave us there in a lost, hopeless state, just counting down the days until we are to meet him and the consequences of living this life. No. The, the gospel, the good news, the news that I said was the most amazing news ever is that God from the very beginning knew that we were going to mess it all up. So he designed it that he would send his son to come and live a perfect life. A sinless, blameless life who is this baby in a manger born to a virgin. Our Saviour who willingly came down from heaven to enter our broken world to offer us a way out of this mess. In Luke's Gospel in chapter 2 verse 11 it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. So how is Jesus the Saviour? How did he do that? Well, by living a perfect life for every second of his time on earth meant that he was innocent. He then takes that innocence, that righteousness that he won and he then offers it as a free gift to those that put their faith in him as Lord and Saviour. It's the great exchange what theologians call substitutionary atonement. My mess my sin, my rubbish, my offence, everything that makes me a guilty sinner exchanged for his perfect innocent life. And just like that, the sinner goes from being judged guilty to being set free. This is the, the greatest gift ever. It's free and it's not just only available to the best of society, for the rich. For those that are seen to be kind or helpful or nice. This isn't only available to people of a certain colour of skin or age or status. This is a free gift simply received by the grace of God through faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. For those that recognise that they have sinned against the Holy God and that they have no righteousness within themselves. The reach and scope of this good news is not only for those that feel that they have sinned a little bit, but it's an invitation to all. No matter how much you have messed up your life, no matter what situation you are in right now, however hopeless that may seem, God knows it all and he says come. He has willingly paid the price for debt that we could never pay on our behalf and more than that. He gets better. 
For, for those that take this free gift, that come to the Lord Jesus, they are not only just let off a hook, but they have their filthy rags taken off of them and are welcomed into an eternal kingdom in the presence of the Lord forever. A perfect new heaven and a new earth, no sin, no pain and no suffering. Not the eternity that you see in the movies, sat on a cloud playing the harp all day. This is a perfect new creation made by the same creator of the universe that made this perfect world before sin ended it through Adam. And if you're not a Christian, maybe you can see why your Christian friends and family can't help but want to tell you about Jesus. Just imagine finding yourself in life in a situation where you are in huge debt. We're talking millions, hundreds of millions. Imagine what that would feel like. The weight of that debt. Where do you even start to pay it off? You can't, can you? Well then, just imagine if someone came along and because of the work that they had done, that they took away that debt, bang, straight down to zero. How would that feel? From going to the bank and seeing your bank statement with a minus sign and lots and lots of numbers all the way down to zero, debt free. Well, the gospel is even better than that because this metaphorical bank account hero doesn't just leave you on zero and debt free as amazing as that is. Oh no. From now on, when you walk in the bank, you are seen as a representative of this person that's paid the bill. You're ushered into a brand new reality. You're given a new identity, a new will that seeks never to get into debt again. You become a new person. The Bible speaks about this as being born again. And what have you done to deserve this? Not a thing. Christians are not better people. We're not free from the debt of sin because of anything deserving within ourselves. They're debt free because they simply turn to Christ to receive this free gift. Despite what many in the world teach, we cannot save ourselves. On the day of judgment when you are called to give an account for your life, you're not going to have your good deeds and bad deeds weighed and measured on a scale to decide where you will spend eternity. We know that it can't work like that. Just like in a, a courtroom today, if someone has committed a crime, the judge doesn't then start to factor in some of that person's good works to cancel out the crime. But yet, it is in that acknowledgement of guilt that God calls us to repent, which means to turn to Christ and away from our sin, away from being lost, which we receive by grace through faith in him as a free gift. And right now, in this moment, this gift, this invitation that I have been describing is all wrapped up and has a name tag on it. Is that your name? Will you click away from this video, leaving the greatest gift ever still under the tree? Or will you hear the cry of our Lord and Saviour who calls to you and says, follow me me